You're listening to The Parking Podcast. Views and opinions are my own. This episode is brought to you by Tez Technology. Since 1993, Tez has developed innovative text-based mobile solutions designed to streamline operations, increase efficiency, and improve overall customer experiences. My favorite is the ability to pay for parking without having to download an app. Tez Solutions includes SMS valet, text to park, permit to park, and much more. I think every organization or city or university should be adding Tez to their payment options arsenal. Learn more about Tez at tezhq.com. The Parking Podcast is brought to you by the International Parking and Mobility Institute, the world's largest association for professionals in parking, mobility, and transportation. Learn more at parking-mobility.org. Welcome back to another episode of the Parking Podcast. With us today is Tony DiPaolo, Senior Vice President with Laz Parking. How are you doing today, Tony? I'm great, Isaiah. Thanks for uh, having me. Excited to uh, share some stories. Yeah, man. I've heard great things. I don't think we've ever... I mean, we've seen each other at the trade shows, been in the room for some... uh, pre-bids or proposals, but never really had the chance to sit down. So I'm I'm excited. I know our good friend, Steve Hernandez, speaks very highly of you. Yeah, man, you've had an impressive career, I think 20-something years looking at your resume. But uh, take, us a bit, take us back to the beginning. You know, How do you get from uh, majoring in sports management to ending up in the parking industry? Well, I, I love that. And I love the connection with Steve, such a great guy and a great leader in the space. Uh, love competing with him and uh, glad that uh, there's a mutual connection there. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so actually, um, I'm in my 19th to 20th year as a, an official employee of Laz, but I was actually a client for two years prior to that. So, I've actually been involved with Laz for 21 to 22 years. <laughs> oh, wow. And, uh, you know, long story short, I'm a kid from New Mexico, went to school in Colorado graduated all my buddies were getting married and i'm like i'm gonna throw myself out to the east coast and put myself through grad school and try to make it work and always wanted to work in sports and at the time there's only six schools in the united states that actually offered an mba in sports management and i found the one that would allow me to get in and knock it out in less than 12 months which was the university of new haven in new haven connecticut and when i graduated um, i applied for a job up at boston college Got the job working for a great guy named Vaughn Williams, who's now the athletic director at uh, Bentley College in Waltham, Mass. And uh, very, I think it was the first week um, we had a. I was in charge of everything for football games, for example, one of the sports. I was in charge of everything outside the stadium, which included parking. Mm-hmm. It was a Saturday morning, two o'clock in the morning, setting up barricades. I think we had Ball State at home that year, and uh, there was these eight or nine guys in these yellow event parking t-shirts, black pants, helping us set up barricades. And I didn't know who they were. And my boss was like, well, that right there is Jeff Carp, And that guy's Mark Lutwack, the president and vice president of Laz Parking. And my <laughs> first thought was like, wow, like our parking company's VP and president are out here setting up barricades. Like, I kind of scratched my head. Like, what? What kind wow. of company? This is Boston College, man. Come on. <laughs> that's and, all. Uh, leading by example. Love it. Well, and that's what happened was for two years, I was a client working with uh, Jeff and Mark and you know, didn't necessarily fall in love with parking, but I fell in love with them. And I saw them out there with their team on the curb, leading from the curb, you know, buying pizzas and hot chocolates and really taking care of their guys. And when, as I got to know the guys that were out there, guys like, you know, Todd Gilbert and uh, um, Tebby Gashim, and, you know, th- these are guys that had been with them for 10, 15 years and had nothing but amazing things to say. And I fell in love with that. And sports was great, but, you know, 
making a thousand dollars a month uh, with a thousand people that wanted the job and trying to live in Boston on a credit card. I said, you need to make a change. And uh, I had interviewed with a company called Fenard and Company to go be an asset manager in the commercial real estate space. And Laz ran a couple garages and the, they, they were going to hire me because I knew I knew how to manage Laz. And I called Jeff and said, hey, what do you think about this company? And he just said, I don't really care about that company. Why don't you come work for us? And <laughs> so I did. I took a leap of faith and you know, here I, you know, I started out in Boston with one location, Worc- Worcester, Mass. And, uh, you know, relocated from Boston to D.C. and then ultimately ended up in Chicago in 2006 when we opened up the first uh, public-private partnership at the Millennium Garages. I moved here and opened our office and the rest is history. So, Wow, man. A couple of things. Yeah, I actually ran the Worcester uh, Municipal Garages. I ran Springfield, Cambridge, and Worcester. Uh, <laughs> so that's just a small world. But, small world. And- yeah, I was at Worcester Medical Center, St. Vincent Hospital. Okay. Yeah, I ran the city ones, the Union Station go. Garage. I can't think of the yeah. other ones. This is yeah. 15, 16 years ago, but that's wild. But that's crazy. No, same thing where I worked for a small uh, family-owned parking operations company, but they came from the central and it was kind of that. I remember my first lesson walking through a garage, piece of trash, and the owner picks it up and the VP picks it up and like, you don't walk by trash in our facilities without picking it up. And, uh, and That's I just right. love that. I was like, Oh, this is my, this is my industry. No one's too good for any job. Like you said, the president VP out there setting up barricades at two in the morning, That's Right. love stories like that. And in fact, that was my first question for you because that's the kind of the culture I lab. I've heard so much good things about the culture. I hear that word a lot. Everyone who works there talks about it. You know, I've not surprised with some of the interactions I've had with, uh, you, you know, of course, your founder Alan Lazowski. But uh, tell us about what makes the culture so great at Laz. What's what's uh, what's different over there? Well, you know, it, it's funny you say that. Like, so many people say, I, I see the stuff on LinkedIn and stuff on social media. And it's like, is it real? And you know, until I said you the act, same thing. Is it real, man? Is, is it this, real? Is this this marketing, just marketing? Have like a fantastic marketing division or something. Yeah. It's like, no, it's this is <laughs> this is it. You know, um, and I, I think what really sets it apart is you know we don't really look at ourselves as a parking organization. Um, we look at ourselves as the people organization. We've said that for, for, for years, you know, it doesn't matter if we park cars or make widgets or, you know, make websites. It's, you want to have, you know, the best people around you. And, you know, Alan, I think a lot of people know the story about Alan and, and his, and his parents, but, you know, there's this massive focus on the importance of people and people connectedness. And it goes back to Alan's roots with his, with his parents and probably his grandparents and, you know, I think when he shares the story of faith and destiny, um, it, uh, for me, it, rem- it reminds me of like where I came from and what I value in people. Yep. And when we get to work all each day, it's it's about the power of people connectedness, talking to people, sharing with people, celebrating with people. You know, I learned early in my career with Laz, you know, I've always heard people talk about, you know, you know, don't, I'm not going to trust somebody until they give me a reason to trust them. And, you know, I think the difference is, is, we give we we trust people, we love people until they give us a reason not to, and hopefully that doesn't happen. And I think having that open mindedness and really focusing on people really sets us apart. Mm. And if you read our mission statement, you know, our mission statement is to create opportunities for our employees and value for our clients. And the employees come first. And this year as a company, we had this major aha moment. We were in our leadership meeting. There's nine of us sitting around a room talking about 2023. And what our company theme was going to be. And if you think about the last two, three years and the, the roller coaster of life and world that we've all been through, mm-hmm. we had this aha moment that the word opportunity 
resonates. We all defined opportunity as the opportunity to become the next, you know, the next manager, the next GM, the next RVP, make more money. And the reality is we have 15,000 employees and each one of them has to define what opportunity means to them. And so our theme this year is create opportunity, create unity with the idea that we want to make sure when people choose to spend their professional hours of life with LAS in a LAS uniform, we want them to be able to choose and define what opportunity means, be it, you know, just show up and do a great job at work, give back to the community, become part of more, whatever it may be. And we want to provide as many avenues for people to really enjoy opportunity. And when you do that and you focus on the power of human connectedness and, and you really appreciate your people, you get this massive, amazing mojo that just happens and it and it, it becomes infectious. So uh, that's the culture, man. I love that. I actually did know that, you know, just from competing against LAS and knowing the, the core values and that number one was about your own employees. I thought that was so beautiful. Yeah. And then creating value for for clients. But what you talked about, opportunity is different for everyone because I used to cringe when I've speakers would be like, I used to be a parking enforcement officer and I worked hard and now I'm a regional vice president. Right. You too can follow my footsteps. I'm like, first of all, some of these people don't want that. They're they want very that. happy with what they do. They, they probably have much higher satisfaction at home and That's personal right. life and creativity all that than you. But So it's like, like you said, everyone's, that looks different for everyone and how it can create that and create unity. Right. I saw the logo. I think you guys have like the unity stands out. The that's opportunity. right. That's, that's really cool. So no, thank you for, for answering that. And uh, it's, it's, it's real. I, I've, I've talked to people that I'm close to and uh, I know, I know it's, it's, it's real. So well done to you all for creating that such a great culture. And I think that's one reason you guys have been so successful. So um, as I mentioned, my past life, I worked for an operator. And I worked in the municipal division. I competed a lot against Mr. Rob Maroney in the municipal uh-huh. sector. I can't He's say the best. good things about him as well. Yeah. So I know good how people. I know how strong your your government, university, municipal team is. Um, I don't know. Can you just talk a little bit about some of the, the municipal offerings, government, university offerings that you guys offer and uh, the team sure. and some of the contracts you manage? Because there's some pretty impressive big ones out there. Yeah. Well, I mean, to start, I mean, you know, to talk about, you know, what we offer is one thing, but you got to talk about like who's offering it. You know, I, I've had the pleasure of working with Rob. You know, Rob started reporting to me in t- 2021, I believe. And, you know, working with him as, um, you know, helping him strategically find the way. And at the same time, we did this acquisition of Circo's parking enforcement business, 12 contracts, but the real value that came in that acquisition was, you know, Muhammad Mansour, Peter Cho, and a a secret weapon named Carrie Ann Verge. Now, three people who came over with us from Circo and created this org chart of just fantastic human beings working with Rob. And, you know, sitting with Rob, um, the first thing I asked him was, let's look at your three and five-year plan. Where are we going to go? And he didn't have one. So I asked him a sec- second question. I said, well, all right, as a, as a strategic leader, what's keeping you up at night? Let's write those things down and come up with a plan around them. And we did. And Rob, and just it just with style and grace and with the, the, a great team around him, have just chipped away these last three years. And our government service and university services teams have just gone to a different level because of his leadership. I would say that we're probably, I don't know, 125 to 150 different you know, municipal style contracts around the country from 
small systems. We're running, you know, maybe a couple garages to, you know, 36,000 on street spaces in Chicago. So there's a huge, huge, you know, uh, array of what we can do. And, but what I think is, is really been the, the, the calling card to, to Rob and his team is, you know, we don't, we don't approach things cookie cutter. Nothing in our business is cookie cutter. Yeah. Um, if anything, parking is this massive amoeba that's constantly changing. <laughs> Especially in the municipal world. Especially that's like on steroids. <laughs> well, and, and, and you think about the municipal space where there's rigidity and there's, there, there's structure and we have to do this to do that. And then you have to bring in, you know, and it's not just parking because it's enforcement, it's people, it's on street, it's, it's BI, it's technology, it's all these changes. And they all need to somewhat work in concert. You know, Rob and, and his team have been able to be a go-to, you know, confidant of these cities. These cities will listen to what they have to say, help formulate solutions that aren't just, you know, cookie cutter, put a put a body out there, but come up with real solutions that 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 really put themselves in in the shoes of a of a public servant. You know, what what does a public servant you know, job look like in success? And let's build that solution. And then not only build it, because I always say, you know, getting the contracts easy, but keeping the contracts hard, they've been able to not yep. only deliver, but continuously deliver and be looked at as a as a as a as a subject matter expert and a and a trusted partner. And so we continue to grow. It's amazing. We look at the growth of our of our of, you know, look at the investment in, in the people and the structure, and then look at the growth. It's it's tenfold. So and it's and it it's all because of you know first of all Rob's a great human being I trust him to death I love him to death, and his team you know they follow his lead and he just keeps making great things happen. Yeah, uh, could couldn't have said it any better, and uh, especially with my experience in municipal world. In fact, another big one I think I was in Nashville recently. I was visiting yeah. a, a Broadway show with my son. He what was it Into the Woods? Uh, it was awesome. But we parked on street. Yep, and. I think it was a city that big. It was like free parking for years. And yep. I actually get excited when I see meters, but <laughs> I saw that it was paid parking now, but it was really yeah. cool. Cause I know that scan to pay has been around with QR, but I'd never seen kind of this one. And I scanned it and I think it was a uh, last pay. I don't, I don't remember, but it was yeah, super smooth, super easy, really slick. So uh, kind of, what was yeah. what's, the, what's that? Are you guys white labeling something else? You guys have your own app. Talk yeah. talk a little bit about what you're doing with some of no, the technology. Yeah, I'm glad you bring up Nashville. That's a great success story. So, um, you know, the city of Nashville selected Laz for its on street uh, meter system. You know, went through, put in new Flowbird meters, brought you know pay you know pay by plate to the to the solution. But as it relates to um, the voice of the customer, people want to use their phones, and sometimes you know people are somewhat app um, exhausted. Uh, you know, and trying to find a way to deliver a solution, we looked internal um, and said, "Let's utilize our platform, Lasgo." It had not been built and designed for on-street solutions; it's more for an off-street solution. Um, but in true Laz fashion, we said, "How can we, you know, invest some dollars to make it a best-in-class on-street solution?" We did. Uh, we launched in Nashville, so everything on-street there. When you either scan to pay or or, or, or send in you know uh, the zone through text. It's all Lasgo. It's all white labeled Lasgo for the city of Nashville, and um, it's been a, a raging success. And we actually have a few other of our clients uh, where we'll be launching it either direct um, as the provider, or we'll be doing it with a partner with some of the other you know the passports, the park mobiles, other groups that are out there who have the contracts where we can actually add some value with their solution as well. 
So it's a it's a whole new frontier for us in the on street space that you know our tech platform is providing you know these solutions in a very uh, simple, very clean, and very efficient way to take care of our customers' needs. Yeah, well, well done because I'm a critic for parking technology and uh, yeah, it like a charm. It's especially That's I think we got into traffic. We live in Chattanooga, it's about two hour drive, and hit some okay a wreck on the interstate. And not us, but we just got some traffic. So. I was glad not to go to the pay station and not have yeah. to download a new app. I wouldn't have done it. So it was just scan yeah, and pay. Exactly. I know that's been around, but I just love when cities and operations do that because uh, nine, time, times, uh, nine times out of 10, you know, a tourist may not have that app that's used in that city. And now they don't have to download right. and put their credit card, wait to get a that's verification, right. all that stuff. So, well, and you know, uh, I, just, just one little thing to add on there. And I, it, our team, you know, Steve Gresh is our um, head of technology innovation, and Steve and I have been, you know, brothers here at Laz for God, almost 18 years. You know, him and Patrick Ryan and some of the folks on our team that have really built the foundation of Laz Go over the last 10 years. You know, they they didn't build a parking ecom platform. You know, it's really built through travel and travel sciences, as if like it's a a, a travel te- technology. Which be, be, because of that, it gives us infinite ways to be nimble. It, yeah. So you're not you're not trying to solve for one customer. It gives you the ability to be flexible because again, parking parking changes and the demands change and how people want to you know interact with the, with with the parking assets change. And we wanted to put ourselves in a position to not only handle today's needs but also to be able to pivot and scale with tomorrow's needs. And I get my hat goes off for them for having that foresight to do that. And it's uh, it's really paying dividends now. You know, Glasgow is uh, definitely uh, on the up and up. Yeah, I work in uh, I, I love the analogy there. Our, our, I work in parking technology with a parking enforcement solution, and uh, we had a client say, "Hey, can we love this? Can you do this enforcement for boat ramps? You know, and oh and, yeah, great. Because we do the uh, the automated uh, uh, parking enforcement. You know, enforcement by mail, and so." Like you said, we had the foundation built where we could scale this and take on different things and be flexible where we're able to do something outside of the box and it worked like a charm. So that's smart that you guys went that way. Yeah. So um, Nashville is a huge city, but I also know some some of the largest operations ever. I mean, especially some of like the P3s, seems like anything like that, Laz is in the center of it. So, (laughs) you know, Ohio State, Chicago, uh, you know, you you name it, Laz is awarded the project. So- Kind of, I don't know. Are you guys the only one operating in this market? Why is why is Laz been so successful in this market? And when you talk about Rob, what keeps you up at night? Those kind of operations would literally keep me up at night. I would not yeah. be able to sleep <laughs> if I knew I had, uh, yeah. uh, you know, a contract at large. But you know, yeah, talk about why you guys been able to bring in some of those whales. Sure. Well, I'll start with the second part there. I, I've been personally involved in the Millennium Garages, Chicago Parking Meters, Ohio State, Eastern Michigan University, successful wins and. There's a lot of sleepless nights, but I also, uh, I think that culture we talked about earlier of really staying focused and positive and leaning to people have helped us, you know, learn and navigate, make us better as an organization. But, uh, but there are other people that play in the space. I know some of the, you know, the other competitors that we work with in the space manage other P3s around the country. But yeah, we, you know, we're, we're usually front, front and center. And if you try to say like what differentiates us, it, I don't think it's anything to do with Laz. I think it really kind of does, you know, the, the approach. Um, we've had a few entities, a couple of healthcare systems approach us. And, you know, they ask always is, is like, what are you trying to solve for? 
Yeah. It's amazing how many times you ask that question to the to the the asset owner and they don't have the answer. And you know, when when an when an, an entity does figure out, hey, this is what we're trying to solve for, this is the clear path. I would say that our approach is very consultative, but we also put ourselves in a position with some amazing partners because it's not, you know, it's not Laz cutting the check. Uh, we have partners that are that are putting the deal together. You know, they're able to bring in some, you know, amazing capital from around the world. And, you know, our our approach is again, you can't you can't manage these things from, you know, an office. You got to get out there and walk the system and walk the curb and be creative and don't just think about what the system is, but think about what the system can be. Yep. And put together, put together, you know, a solid plan that is consultative in nature, but you know, aligns with your 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 potential clients' returns. What are they trying to get out of it? And we've been fortunate that you know those clients have been successful, and you know we've been able to go in there and operate. And listen, I wish I could tell you everything was perfect. There's no issues. There, there's a lot of things that a lot of challenges that pop up. Um, but with every challenge, we found opportunity and we made them we made them shine for us and continued down the path. And you know, we haven't been successful winning all of them. There's a couple of uh, um, universities currently in like uh, the public, you know, state institutions, like maybe not the the big houses like the Ohio states that are exploring uh, privatization currently. And we know like with COVID and the change of the you know collegiate demographic, there's you know questions about what that's going to look like in the future and. We get excited about that. We lean in and say, let's let's put our, our minds to work and come up with a solution and see if we can make something happen. But I'd say it's a combination of great partners, you know, great owners who understand what they want to get out of their assets, having the ability to, you know, think critically and think outside the box of what can be, put it down on paper and make a commitment and then get to work. Yeah. And uh I've worked with some, you know, we've on some Big contracts in my career, MBTA, Massachusetts Bay Transit Authority, yeah, some yeah. some some whales out there, and uh, you know you kind of have to have those dreamers on the team that aren't afraid to go after them. And then, unfortunately, I'm the I'm not the dreamer. I'm the guy that they win the contract and they say Isaiah, <laughs> here, here you go. You're here's the keys. Your time to shine. So you time to work. You know, time to get yeah, to work. you got to have those people that can. Uh, yeah. They get in the weeds and get their hands dirty. So yeah. it's uh, yeah. again well, testament to your team and culture yeah. there to be able to. Have sure. the guts to go after those and the the strengths and the yeah. team to support those. So well, and like we, you said, it, oh go ahead. Yeah, we had the dreamer. Um, I mean, Al Laz is the eternal, you know, you know, be be open, be open-minded, let's go make it happen. But there's a gentleman named Peter Levin who actually started basically the same time I started with Laz, but he was with our real estate side. Um, you know, came from commercial real estate, and he was the one who saw the Millennium Garage deal when we were in Boston. Uh, and everybody said, we have no business. It's not our world. But he stayed with it and connected with Morgan Stanley Real Estate, who ultimately connects us wow. with their infrastructure fund. And because he said, I believe in it. And him and Al came out and looked at it and they said, we can make this deal happen. And I was a 29-year-old kid sitting in my office in Washington, D.C. Um, when I got a phone call from Mike Kuziak, it was Halloween night. And he said, uh, we just got a 99-year concession lease awarded to us in Chicago. And do you want to go and open our market? And I think it took me about a half a second to say, oh, wow. when do I pack and go? Oh, man, so, man. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. And I think one reason you guys have been successful is, again, we talked about last go, but you guys are leading the way in other technology fronts. Uh, any other, uh, you know, any other things in the tech deck that you want to oh, talk yeah. about? Some ways that Laz is leading the way? No, I think that's a great question. We, you know, we made a conscious decision probably about 10 years ago now that 
um, we saw the world of tech and I gave a presentation actually when, when it was when Park Connect was just launched. Harlan Karp actually used to run Harlan's garage, still do run Harlan in his father's family's garage in Chicago and saw him come up with the idea of Park Connect and started using it in Chicago. And the presentation I made to the company was, you know, we live in a brick and mortar business. And if we don't start to think click and order, we're going to be dead in 10 years. And that day wow. we changed. Al has created a tech committee at that point. Hmm. And through the last decade, um, the focus has been on creating amazing, you know, software solutions that Laz can control, but partnering with best in class when it relates to hardware or maybe some of the more complex software. So internal Laz, we talked about Laz Go and, and the great things that are coming out from it, especially during COVID. It just took off during COVID. Um, we've also created a new platform we call subscription. Um, you know, we had been, we'd worked with Paris uh, and Integra Park for a number of years from our back office, from a monthly parking standpoint. Yeah. But, you know, with our, with our former, um, you know, ownership Indigo out of France, we created this subscription platform, which really is the basis for um, like pure, um, like revenue management system, like an enterprise revenue management system for commercial real estate. Right, right now in its infancy, it's being able to handle monthly parking um, management that we, basically replacing we have with Paris, it's an outstanding tool and it's continuing to grow with what we offer our clients. Second to that, one of the one of the great leaders named Alex Marrera worked with me in Chicago, taught himself how to do coding and analytics. He's now our vice president of business intelligence and our, our internal Power BI, um, LAS uh, BI tool is second to none. You know, we we have people building data, data dashboards, insights that are actionable, and they bring in you know a, a different array of data points, not just parking, but it brings you know people and payroll and weather and you name it. And we're actually being able to rip it differently and provide it in you know unique dashboards to our clients. You know, you know we have you know city of Long Beach, city of Las Vegas. We got uh, I think Kansas City has this amazing you know BI tool that's been built for them, custom to them, that just continues to separate us. Yeah, that's exciting. I, I I think what you said too is key is actionable. I've seen, you know, there's been companies that have come and gone that yep. we could provide you this data and and but it's the it's it's getting the right data that can turn into actionable items. That's is, exactly right. You know, this is this is hundred percent meaning you should raise your raise your rates. The, right. the data doesn't lie, or this means right. Your payroll's too high compared to other, you know, I don't know. That's but exactly yeah, right. It's really cool that you guys are offering that. And, and, what, and what we're able to do, and which I think is great, is, you know, we'll sit down with our clients. You know, if they, they want something that's been built off the shelf, we have that. It's easy. But we'll build it custom. You know, we'll sit down and do a requirement session and say, you know, again, what's keeping you up at night? What do you want to see? How do you want to see it? And our team, they'll build it custom. And it's amazing when you look at it and the, the data that it provides, the power and data and the, the, you know, the speed of the data is really how people you know, better manage their businesses. And that's where, you know, again, we take a very consultative approach to how we show up for people. We, wanna, you know, we don't want to just be looked at as a commodity. We want to be looked at as a, a, a differentiator in our client's business. And mm. BI is one of those tools. That's great, man. Yeah. So last subscriptions, last go, last BI insights, yeah. a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. We'll make sure yeah. we put that information in the episode notes so people can learn more. So also saw Laz was an accredited parking organization. This is important to me. I, I've I've helped clients and I've had my companies yeah. become APO. So uh, talk about that process and what that means to Laz. Sure. This goes back to one of those things that Rob Maroney told me would keep you up at night. And what we realized is in the government, university, airport, more infrastructure style space, to have 
that APO certification, which hopefully with distinction here in the next 12 months, is important because it says that we have we can run an operation the way that is defined at by IPMI as the right way to run one of these locations. But but for us, it wasn't just the to, to get the APO and have that in a marketing, you know, and have somebody go, okay, we trust them. We actually looked at it as again, I don't want to say it's, it was easy to get because you still have to go through a year plus of you know to prove out that you you're doing everything the right way. But it also is a reminder to us that we have to continue to get better every day. We can't rest on our laurels. We can't go backwards. We are now viewed as a best-in-class provider. So being an accredited parking organization and you know one of the larger parking companies in the country, this is just another reminder that we didn't get here by you know cutting corners. We got here by doing things the right way. And we're going to continue to stay here by doing things the right way and staying on top of it and staying ahead of the game and, and continuing to become a better and better organization. So it's important, I think, short term because we were growing and we needed to make sure that the our audience, our customers, um, and potential clients saw that, that we were taking this seriously. But internally, it's also a reminder that we now have an obligation to continue to lead and be a great organization and keep pushing the envelope in years to come. No, that's great stuff. And I think for some companies, it's, uh, you know, this is a lot of work. This is a lot to implement. Others, it's like validation. This is what we're doing. We just got to, we just need to provide the documentation that we're doing it. So I'm sure you guys were the latter. So uh, what about what's on the horizon for LAS? You know, I, yeah, you know, there's frontline staffing has been an issue in a few years, past few years. I know a lot of our downtowns, the people, you know, with telecommuting, remote hybrid, there's a lot less people for the commercial properties. I, I don't know, you know, there's some concerns, but what are some bright things? I don't know, just sure. in general, what are you guys thinking about? What's your five-year plan as you asked Robin Brody? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, I would say that the future is bright. You know, again, we don't, we're not a, a parking company. We're a people company. And as we continue to attract, you know, the best people, like I, I constantly, you know, it's kind of a funny when I hire somebody or when somebody works for us, I love walking into an orientation where our, our HR team is, you know, bringing new members in. And the first thing I always tell people is I thank them. You know, we didn't choose them. They chose us. We, we just happened to provide the opportunity. And we're lucky they said, yes, I'll come work in, in the last blue. So I think as we continue to grow as an organization, be mindful that the people that choose us, we need to be, keep them at the, at the front of what we're trying to do. But you know, if you look at us as an organization, you know, we continue to grow from a traditional parking operator, you know, shuttle operations, parking operations, the tech stack continues to get uh, stronger and better. I think right now everyone's trying to get their arms around EV, very fragmented, very like, you know, you know what's the timeline? I've heard some people say, you know, doesn't it take too long to get the installation of EV and then the cars and the batteries and become so efficient, they're not going to need the infrastructure, you're going to over, mm. infra over infrastructure. Yeah. So in, in true LAS fashion, you know, one of our great leaders, Robert DeBurro, is leading the charge for us internally. And Robert knows the game and he understands how this thing works and he'll, he'll help us make the right, right decisions. We, we see ourselves adding, we said a call earlier about our, our tech group and continuing to invest in uh, technology leaders. We have this group um, led by Amy Anderson, who's another one of our great LAS leaders. We call them the tech implementators or the tech taters. <laughs> tech taters. Tech taters. Yeah, it's funny. And they want to put people underneath them. They want to call them tater tots, which I think is great. <laughs> I love it. But, but it, it, you know, these are people that, you know, come from the tech world and they are in the field working with the different super regions, 
and they're carrying carrying uh, the water forward as it relates to all tech and how to get it you know instituted in our locations and bring it to our clients and come up with custom solutions. So that world continues to develop for Laz. I see ourselves, you know, people have asked us, are you guys going to go international? You never know. We've done, we've actually done some consulting on a couple projects in the Middle East. You know, I don't know if we're going to ever open up there, but never say never with Laz. You know, we might see Laz International someday. It could happen. Wow. And then we have a, during COVID, Al Lazowski, who again is the eternal, how do we create lemonade and lemons, came up with this idea called PODS which stands for proximity on demand services. And the reality is, is, you know, pre-COVID, we were always, everyone's always looking for ways to activate real estate and bring in new ways to drive value in real estate for our clients. Pods is that same concept, but it's done with technology. How do you create technology partnerships that, you know, can, you know, can interconnect the, the world and create solutions in the real estate that we have available that can help them increase their or at least satisfy a, a demand or a desire. Now we, we've launched one in Chicago and Denver with Allstate Insurance called Avail. It's been it's been successful here in Chicago, successful in Denver, and looks like they'll be looking to expand in in 2024. You know, explain that more. Is that where people can? Yeah, a couple different options. So yeah. they 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 come in and they take a you know part of our garage. They so we get a rent that's paid for the space, which is usually at a premium. For a while there, there was a, like a car sharing. They had fleet cars left in the spaces that people could come and come and go. There's other solutions like that out there, and now they've they've changed to uh, like a pier. So you know, if you're a pier, you could actually park your cars in the space and put it available to be rented. And you know, because it's all backed by Allstate, there's different benefits. If you're an Allstate insurance customer, you can save on your insurance. And you know, it's not a it's not necessarily a startup with venture uh, capital money. It's it's yeah. funded it's funded by Allstate. So there's some great things out there. Which and I use, so I would qualify for the discounts. There you <laughs> go. There you go. I'll send you really an application. Cool. All right, Tony, when you're not solving the world's parking problems, <laughs> what do you like to do for fun? I know you have that uh, sports management background, mm-hmm. so I don't know if you have favorite teams, but no, I don't know. Just oh, in general, what do you like to do for yeah. fun? Which, by the way, I love that you asked this question. This is the, the last interview question I always have when I interview somebody, so I appreciate you asking this question. <laughs> yeah. Here's, here's what I say. I, I, do, I do put a lot of time into this company. I'm on a plane a lot. You know, my wife, again, Laz Culture, um, she also works for Laz Parking. And um, so, you know, we, we, we both live in this, 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 this great company in this crazy world of parking. Love being with her. She's, a, she's an amazing person, Maggie DiPaolo, um, touching everybody's lives like you wouldn't believe. So I'm very fortunate to have her in my life. So we get to spend as, spend as much time as we can either up in Wisconsin. Um, if we can go on a trip, we actually went on our first trip in uh, 12 years since our honeymoons, because we have three little kids and you know, they went to Europe for 10 days, just the two of us and just had a great time. Oh, that's so, awesome, man. Yeah. So who, love, watched, oh, who watched the kids? My mom and my, and my mother-in-law, you know, the <laughs> two, two saints in our life. But, uh, you know, I also, um, you know, I, I'm a sports, I was a sports guy because my dad was a high school football coach for 25 years. And I looked up to him as my, as my hero, but I never really saw him much because he was always coaching and traveling. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, my mom said he missed out on my childhood. And he always had guilt around that. So I look at myself with my kids and traveling that I, I don't want to replicate that. I don't really remember that as a, as a child, but as a, yeah. I could see as a 46 year old male now that I don't want to have that guilt um, to the grave. So when I'm not spending time with my wife, I'm, I'm coaching baseball, coaching football, you know, hanging out with my kids, building Legos, anything they want to do. I got three boys, 11, eight, and six. So we're in the thick of it. 
So, you know, family is very important being a, you know, growing up as an, you know, in a big Italian American family, family is very important. So my wife and kids, anything we can do, that's where it is. But <laughs> when I do get to spend time awesome. on my own, I like to think that I'm a decent golfer, but if you ask some of my colleagues, I'm not a very good golfer, but I like to have a good time. I'm a very social golfer and I like to have a good time on the golf course with, with my friends. And when it comes to sports, I am a football fanatic and I I'm am trying a, to think Colorado. I'm trying to think where you grew up, Arizona, Colorado. Yeah. I grew up in New Mexico. I was born Mexico, in Mexico, that's Mexico, right. Yeah. but I am a diehard Denver Bronco fan. Broncos, all right, and I, all right. It's so much that we opened. I opened. We opened the Denver office in January of 2012, and after the dust settled, the very first cold call I made was the Denver Broncos, a guy named John Applegate and Austin Zylus, and went and met with them, and they were like, "We we don't need your services." And I was like, "That's fine. I just wanted to come and say hello and stayed in touch with those guys." And ten years later, we we signed the Broncos as a client last year. Oh. So, so uh, and. And Austin and John are just fantastic human beings, and so lucky to have them as friends and and, and partners in this business. So that's uh, awesome, and that, yeah. I think uh, I've done that too. Where I like to travel, and I'm trying to hit all 50 states, and just oh, there you go. I've I've had clients like we're not really interested. I'm like, hey, but hold a meeting with me, and I get to <laughs> I want to visit this national park near you. Just let's and sure enough, you know, you just build that relationship, and that's right. They don't need you now, but six years from now, they're like, you know, that guy was all right. I should call him. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, really cool. It's a, you know, I think you, you take a long-term view on stuff. Like, you know, this this business isn't a sprint. There's a long, yeah. it's all about the power of people and power of, you know, human connectedness and relationships. That's what it's all about, man. So, Absolutely. so that, that's it. You know, I love hanging out with my friends and my family and, you know, playing sports and watching my Broncos <laughs> hopefully this year win a few more than they lose. But uh, yeah, they got a great coach, man. And yeah, I think, oh, yeah. I think yeah. Russell Wilson's going to turn we'll it around see. this year. We'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> I'm optimistic. Hey, <laughs> so. Yeah, I, well, I'm a Lions fan, so I've known nothing for my whole life, go. but but shame, and this could be our year. So you there never you go. know. Why and not Dan us? Campbell, we trust. Right? I love him, man. Yeah, <laughs> I love him too. He's a great he's, coach. So. He's amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's great. All right, how can listeners learn more or follow along with Labs? What's the best? You guys got a lot of great marketing. So LinkedIn website. Yeah, I I would say LinkedIn, our, our social you know social media team, you know you know either Facebook, Instagram. There's always good stuff happening out there. You know, our, you know, there's always a we have a symposiums that we run around the country based on healthcare or government services where we invite thought leaders to come and join us. Um, so there's always something going on. So uh, LinkedIn's a great spot to go. Facebook, uh, Instagram. There's always good information, and you know if anybody's even curious, just reach out and we'd love to share the calendar. There's always good stuff happening at Laz. Yeah, I will put all that in the show notes. But Tony, man, thank you so much. That was a great episode. I love learning more about Laz, learning more about you. Uh, thanks for joining the show. Have a great week. All right. I appreciate it, Isaiah. <laughs> thanks for having me. Appreciate it. This episode is brought to you by Pave Mobility. Pave Mobility is the leader in automated parking enforcement. Pave installs fixed LPR cameras at no charge to you or your operation. Pave then captures parkers who did not make a payment or are not on a credential list and sends them a notice in the mail. Learn why so many asset owners and operators are switching over to Pave at pavemobility.com or you can just message me. I'd love to get involved and personally help with your account. This episode is brought to you by Parker Technology, the customer experience solution of choice in the parking industry. Parker Solution puts a virtual ambassador in every lane to help parking guests pay and get on their way in under a minute. Parker helps capture revenue, 
provides better customer service, enables your staff to focus on other on-site tasks, and keeps traffic moving, all according to your business rules. With the Parker solution, you'll also enjoy access to real-time call data and recordings. Learn more at helpmeparker.com slash parkingpodcast. Just wanted to drop a quick word that we have some really cool t-shirts and other merch for sale that help support the podcast and make you look really, really cool. Check them out at parkingcast.com slash swag or click the link in the show notes. This episode is brought to you by RiseTech. RiseTech's Verge data analytics and reporting platform delivers a powerful management solution with integration to your existing technologies. I've actually seen this and it's pretty cool. I hope you check it out. Learn why some of the largest cities in the United States, such as New York City, are using RiseTech to solve their parking and transportation challenges at risetechglobal.com forward slash parking podcast.